The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to a very refreshing hour of business talk. This is Think Big, Work Small with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. You'll hear from the innovators who know how to use game-changing technologies and business strategies to shake up the status quo. In light of findings that 74% of all B2B and B2C buyers do their own research online before making a purchase, it's time for you to better understand how your customers make their purchasing decisions. Now, here's your host and moderator, Bonnie D. Graham. Yes, indeed. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you want to make the world a better chase and place and run with the game changers, you don't have to chase us. You can run with us. You are in the right place. What's the buzz on the street? Well, I have a very interesting quote from Mr. Jeff Bezos. Uh, anybody interested in who he was before his name became Bezos? I don't know where that came from, but he was born Jeffrey Preston Jorgensen in 1964, American engineer, technology and retail entrepreneur, investor, philanthropist, and you may know him as the founder, chairman, and CEO of Amazon.com, the world's largest online shopping retailer. He figured it out. What can I tell you? So here's the quote from somebody who knows. Quote, your brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. And I think I just did a living version of that by saying, oh my goodness, he really figured it out. So let's talk about you online, presenting yourself online digitally in a favorable light. We might even say in the best possible light is today's digital dress code for business success. Now we're talking about you as a person. We're segueing into the business world and that's what we're going to be talking about today. Why? Why is this so important? Well, in the business environment where most of us operate, very few of us interact face-to-face anymore. It may be a little bit, maybe not so much. I've never met the three ladies who were on the show today face-to-face, but I've met two of them online already in previous episodes and one I met on the phone the other day. However... People are people. We still want to do business with people and we feel the need to connect on as human a level as possible. So online visibility, it's a glare. It's constant wherever you are socially. Do you have a social wardrobe? Maybe we just coined that term. I don't know. But the colors of your social wardrobe will color your ability to attract people. We're talking your colleagues, your business partners, your customers, influencers, anybody, and do the ultimate task of earning their trust. How much thought and effort are you putting into looking your best? Do you even know what makes you shine online? Well, that could be a conundrum. I don't know. At least it's a poem. Let me tell you who our three experts are today. Very interesting panel. We are welcoming back Lisa Durrett, 
She's the Vice President and Director of Digital Services at Legacy Worldwide. Joining her on the panel is a newcomer, Katie Spence, Senior Director of Global SMB Partner Enablement at SAP. And rounding out the panel, of course, we couldn't do the show without her. It's Lorraine Maurice, Senior Director, Global Indirect Channel Marketing at SAP. And Lorraine is the sponsor of this series, and she comes up with all these wonderful topics. So a shout-out to Lorraine before we talk to you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now let's circle back to Lisa Durrett, and Lisa has sent us a very interesting quote from Oscar Wilde. You may not know his original brand before he became just Oscar Wilde was Oscar Fingal O'Flaherty Willis Wilde, 1854 to 1900, an Irish playwright, novelist, essayist, and poet. He was considered one of London's most popular playwrights in the early 1890s. You may know his novel, The Picture of Dorian Gray. He wrote plays. He also wrote The Importance of Being Earnest. And later on in life, he ended up in jail. You can look it up. I'm not going to tell you why. Convicted and imprisoned for two years of hard labor, but he wrote a book called De Profundis, actually a long letter talking about his spiritual journey through his trials. And later on, he moved back to France and wrote The Ballad of Reading Jail. Aha. Uh-huh. Died in Paris, destitute at the age of 46. But his brand lives on, and here is the quote Lisa has selected. Be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. Lisa Durrett, I love the quote. How have you been, Lisa? I'm great, Bonnie. How are you? Thanks for having I'm me back fu- on. Oh, we're delighted. Lisa, I love this quote. I've heard it from time to time. It's so perfect for our show today. So let's talk. Be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. We're talking about personal branding online and how that relates to your business brand. So what would Oscar Wilde have to say about this? <laughs> Well, I think this quote fits exactly what we're talking today. So I think, you know, when someone, I think too many people get overwhelmed when they start thinking about social and how to how to build an online brand and a personal brand. Um, and I think this just makes it, you know, as simple as can be. And it's, it's the truth, right? Be yourself. Um, don't try to be something you're not. Don't try to, you know, mimic what other people are doing. Just Just be yourself. Be true to your personality to, uh, you know, the image that you want to project, the image for yourself and, you know, how that impacts your business. So, so tell me something, Lisa. There's a big question I have, and I think it floats around every time we talk about online branding presence, whether it's a picture or a description, LinkedIn, Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, whether you're blogging or posting, have a website, wherever you are. And the question is, should you have two different personas, one for personal and one for business? Just let me get your answer on that, and then I will ask that of our other two panelists as we move on. What's your thought on that, Lisa? You know... I, don't, I would I would have to say no. I don't think you want two different personas. I think you don't have to share everything personal on your business, mm-hmm. but um, I think you still need to be yourself. Um, you know, as simple as you know, from the photo that you choose, don't don't try and convey you know someone that you're not through your photo to the posts that you put up or other photos that you put up. So be yourself. Don't try and come up with a different persona. Okay. And people need to be able to see you in the light they want to see you in. If they're doing business with you, they need to accept you and see you 
as that business person and not this crazy, funky, OMG, what is she doing on her personal site? We'll talk about that more later. How do, how do you keep a uh, maybe a, a clean presence? We'll talk about that. Thank you very much, Lisa. And now it's my pleasure to welcome a newcomer, Katie Spence at SAP. And Katie has sent us a quote from Tom Peters. That name may sound familiar, but to our younger listeners, maybe not. Thomas J. Tom Peters, born November 7, 1942. He's an American writer on business management practices. How appropriate for our show today. Best known for co-authoring the book In Search of Excellence. He had so many jobs and so many positions. He did two deployments to Vietnam as a Navy CB. He worked at the Pentagon. He was in the White House as a senior drug abuse advisor under the Nixon administration, a consultant at McKinsey & Company. He became an independent. He actually was referred to in a British Department of Trade and Industry publication as one of the world's quality gurus. OMG. And let me read the quote. He got in a little trouble with his branding, and I'll let you look about that uh, very interesting December 2001 issue of Fast Company. And he later denied what he said. But here is the quote. It's so perfect for our show, what Katie picked. Here we go. All of us need to understand the importance of branding. We are CEOs of our own companies. Me, INC, Me, Inc. To be in business today, our most important job is to be head marketer for the brand called you. Katie Spence, that's an amazing quote. How did you find it? Oh, as where most people find their information online (laughs) and, and through the readings of many of the works of Tom Peters. Well, thank you very much for the quote. Katie, tell us, how does that relate? We're talking about your presence, your your human. Maybe we should just change it from your human brand and how that impacts your business brand. I don't know. We'll talk to Lorraine about that in a minute. So tell me, what would Tom Peters say about our topic today? So I think, you know, Tom Peters would say this is definitely a topic that's been, you know, evolving. I mean, the days past of you know, sort of what Tom was known for, which was this management by walking around. You know, that used to be super easy in a face-to-face um, engagement, whether you're talking to a colleague, a friend, um, a, a business partner. That used to be super simple. But, you know, now we're talking about, you know, online handshakes. That's not quite as easy to do so much in this digital world in which we're living. We, there are just limited opportunities to really walk around, shake people's hands, stop to chat at the water fountain. You know, oh, gosh, Bonnie, I don't know. Do buildings even still have, you know, water fountains? I don't know. But, you know, it's certainly, you know, much uh, easier in a face-to-face kind of environment to portray the person you are to the person that you're speaking with. You know, um, you know the written word um, online is, boy, open to interpretation by the reader, right? And in some cases, you know, you have to be very, very careful uh, because the interpretation of that written word is wide open to the reader, wide open for interpretation. So, you know, in, in many cases when we're putting information, you know, out there, it starts in one place, it ends up in another, you may or may not know. Um, and in many cases, it's accessed by people all around the globe. And so it's just so critical for you to be very cognizant and mindful of how you represent yourself, how you present who you are, and keep on top of, you know, this, again, what Tom Peters said, this brand called you. You are in charge of your own brand. 
Very interesting. Thank you, Katie. And I'm going to read the postscript on what happened to Tom Peters. Do you know the story of his uh, December 2001 interview in Fast Company? Are you aware of it? He got in trouble. I do. Okay. You, you do or don't? No? Yes. You do. Okay. Well, let me read it for the, for the listeners. I think you'll get a kick out of this. Uh, in the Fast Company issue in December 2001, Tom Peters was quoted as admitting that he had falsified the underlying data for the book In Search of Excellence. The quote was, this is pretty small beer, but for what it's worth, okay, I confess, we faked the data. A lot of people suggested it at the time. However, later on, he said it was not true. He recanted and claimed that he was the victim of an aggressive headline. Katie, that's an OMG for somebody who's talking about about branding and the, the company of me and, and me, Inc. and all of that, isn't it? Interesting turn of events. Interesting turn of events, Bonnie, absolutely, and I think it just, you know, points right back to the topic we're talking about today, right? You have to be very, very careful, regardless of the forum, whether online or in person, right? When you are someone who's built up credibility in a particular space, you've certainly published a book in search of excellence, you have to be very, very mindful of that brand you you put forward. You have to maintain your you know, your integrity and, and, the per- and be true to the person that, that you are um, if you ultimately want to, you know, gain that trust um, and really let people know uh, who you are and what you stand for. Thank you very much. And uh, now let's turn to Lorraine Maurice, who put together this wonderful panel. Very interesting topic, Lorraine. And Lorraine, we need to preface that we are talking about Think Big, Work Small. That's our show. And we're talking about small to mid-sized businesses. People may not have the experience. They may actually be young startups, perhaps, and may not have the experience to know how to handle this. So that's why we're doing the topic. Lorraine has picked a quote from Madonna. Oh, my. Madonna <laughs> Louise Chacon, born August 16, 1958. My goodness, that's my son's birthday, but he was born a couple of decades later. Um, he, she was an American singer, songwriter, actress, businesswoman, record producer, and dancer. Her net worth, Lorraine, is only $560 million as of last June. Interestingly, according to what I read on Wikipedia, it's so appropriate that you picked Madonna for this quote, Lorraine, because she is known for reinventing her music and her image and maintaining her autonomy. She's been called the queen of pop. She's cited as an influencer by other artists, and she's been in film. She has started a record label, the entertainment company Maverick, and she signed an unprecedented $120 million 360 deal with Live Nation in 2007. She's just amazing. So she even writes children's books. Here is the quote. A lot of what people are, I'm sorry, a lot of people are afraid to say what they want. That's why they don't get what they want. Madonna. Lorraine Maurice, how are you? I am fabulous, Bonnie. How are you doing this week? Well, I'm fabulous if you're fabulous. Lorraine, are you a big, big fan of Madonna? Come on, we, I don't think we've ever had a Madonna quote on Game Changers. So tell me how you picked the quote. Well, you probably haven't because she tends to be so controversial. But I've been following Madonna for probably since she became, you know, a, a pop sensation. And being a, a marketing, uh, just a passionate marketing enthusiast my whole career, she epitomizes for me um, marketing at its best. 
So maybe sometimes it's worse, but the continuation of her (laughs) reinventing herself, um, actually broadening her scope, whether it's, you know, her singing or movies career or writing books, um, she is really a master at branding herself, branding her image, uh, whether you like it or not. So let's yes, talk I'm about. Let's, <laughs> I, I I still am, and there's I still get a kick out of hearing Material Girl from way back in the day. Uh, you know, some of her music I wasn't too keen on, but I still enjoy it now. Question: A lot of people are afraid to say what they want. That's why they don't get what they want. Let's specifically relate this to online personal branding, Lorraine. What's the message here for small to mid-sized businesses? You're afraid to ask for what you want, to say what you want. Is there a barrier for small businesses thinking, we, we can't put that out, you know, that goal is too big for us, or, or that's a market we're not in yet? What do you think is holding them back? Well, I, I think, I'm not sure it's hold, what, any, that anything's holding them back. I think that everybody today needs to be authentic. And so if you're doing something, you're doing it well, and you're doing it to an audience that you've identified as your target, then you need to be yourself because that's what your audience and your customer is looking for. If you're being progressive and forward thinking, you need to state that you're being progressive and forward thinking. Um, there's no fudging allowed uh, online because it's very easy to fact check. So I think that small businesses um, really have the opportunity to, to compete um, to tell their story and also to share who they are um, using online methodologies. Interesting, I, I, I was sitting in a meeting actually this morning with a bunch of technology marketers here in Atlanta, and uh, one of the things that came up is that, like, what will go away, you know, in the next 20 years? I'm not making a prediction yet, Bronnie. And okay. Then, and, then, and what will stay? And the, the thing that they said that, that the experts on the panel said would stay is storytelling, but it's good storytelling um, online. And that's really what this brand is about. It's about telling your story. Absolutely. And, and we're going to have to make sure we use that word and the term storytelling throughout the show because that's what it's all about. You're absolutely right, Lorraine. Thank you so much. Let's circle around the table to Lisa Durrett and find out where you're calling from today, Lisa. And what's in your cup right now? If it's interesting, if not, what would you rather be drinking that makes you smile? Lisa Durrett. <laughs> uh, I'm in Atlanta. Um, and I have to admit, you know, I'm, I'm from the South. I live in the South. And I kind of cave today, and I have a nice big um, glass of Coca-Cola. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No Pepsi for Fair. me. It's got to be Coke. Got to be Coke. Well, I'm a purist, too. If, if I were given the choice, I would still say I grew up with Coke, and we actually had a soda delivery right to the back door along with the milk delivery. Oh, am I aging myself? <laughs> and we had the, the bakery. It was the Dugan mm-hmm. Man. My, my, my sister, uh, my late sister used to say, she was about three, and she'd say, Mommy, here come Guggen. That's all she could Maybe she was two. Here come Guggen. And it meant that the guy was coming with, and they had the, the cupcakes with the different colored icing, and we would take a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and then the Soda Man came with the seltzer and the, the six packs of, oh my goodness, that was way before canned soda. Very interesting. Thanks for the memories. And mm-hmm. Katie Spence, where are you calling from and what do you love to drink? So hello, Bonnie, and hello, everyone from beautiful Houston, Texas. So although this native Chicagoan has been a transplant down here for 
Oh, a little over 20 years, I have to say. You would find uh, iced tea in my cup for during the working hours. It's uh, beautiful 80 degrees and sunny and one of the few days in Houston, Bonnie, with low humidity. Um, but I think you also said, what would you rather have in your cup? And, yes. And, and my nickname, and so this will be a dead giveaway for you, my nickname is Cabernet Katie. And so what I'd rather have <laughs> in my cup is a nice glass of Cabernet, but that will have to wait until after working hours. Cabernet. Now, do you spell Cabernet with a K or do you spell Katie with a C when you're called Cabernet Katie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, just to, keep it, just to keep it interesting, we're doing both with a K, Cabernet Katie. I had a feeling. Thank you. That's why I asked. And Lorraine, we're having a good time here. Join us. Lorraine, uh, what are you drinking today? Are you keeping keeping pace with the iced tea, the Cabernet, and the Coca-Cola? Or what do you choose today? And where are you? I am in Atlanta as well. And it's a rainy day here and very allergy and pollen infested. So I'm actually drinking some chicken broth. I know it sounds boring, but it's very soothing today on a, a chilly, uh, wet day with uh, some sniffles. Well, we're sorry you're, you're sniffling. Is it allergies, by the way, Lorraine? Because we're getting an awful lot of pollen floating around here in New York right now. Oh, you think? Atlanta's, I think, are the top one or two for cities with pollen counts that are in thousands. So it's definitely the pollen. So we're excited about the rain because it's washing some of this pollen away. Absolutely. And you just brought the sunshine out. I don't know how you did it, the three of you, but it was kind of droopy out and dreary all day. And, and the sun just came out here on Long Island. So That's I right. thank you. Thank you and, very and, much, ladies. And yes. Bonnie, I have, to, I have to make a comment, not to take us off tangent, but, you know, you know, I've talked about the fact that I grew up in New York and my grandfather mm-hmm. and my great uncle owned a hammer soda uh, dist- dist- distributor, and they oh used to my. deliver bottles of soda to people all over New York. I remember. I do. Yeah. I'm looking up. I'm, I can't find Hammer Soda. All I find, of course, is Arm & Hammer baking soda. That's not what we're talking about, Lorraine. No. I think I remember. You know what? Okay, Lorraine, here you got it. City-data.com slash profiles. Thrifty Beverage Center in Brooklyn, New York. Who could forget Hammer Soda? It's right here on their website. I don't know where, but some, yes, uh, in 1951, blah, 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 blah. This is a whole story, and they're talking about egg creams. Do you remember egg creams, Lorraine? Uh, well, I think that, yes, that's one of my favorite drinks. So I, I do remember. Me too. No as a matter of egg cream, everybody, just so you know. That's right. The best way to make it is if you can get your hands on something that's a New York specialty, it's called You Bet Chocolate Syrup. And they put in big letters on the front of the bottle. It's in a plastic bottle now instead of that big bulky glass jar. It says fat-free. And I always think that's the wrong one, but probably never had fat in it at all. I don't know. I didn't want to buy it. I said, yes, you squirt the syrup, any kind of thick, heavy chocolate syrup in the bottom of a glass. You put a little bit of milk. You stir it up till it gets dark, and then you pour in club soda or a seltzer, whatever you call that, and that makes a very frothy, foamy egg cream. Right, Lorraine? Did I get it right? Got it. That's perfect. That's correct. There you go. My, my mom just passed away around six weeks ago, and her favorite drink when we went to lunch every Saturday was a chocolate egg cream. So just after she passed away, the next day the family got together before the funeral. We went to a diner, and I ordered her favorite cheese blintzes, 
and a chocolate egg cream soda. And I forced myself to eat the blintzes. And, but uh, the soda was really, really good. It was, it was a lot of carbs and a lot of sweets, but uh, it was like, here's to mom. So now I make my own egg creams at home, Lorraine. And then, yes, going, harking back to the day. So if you want to see some information about Hammer Soda and, and uh, egg creams, go to Thrifty Beverage Center in Brooklyn. It's a nice website. So, ladies, all they let me drink on Radio Show Days is water. Guess why? I'm Bonnie D. Graham. We're talking about Dress for Success, the business impact of your online personal brand. Don't think for a minute, for a nanosecond, that you can do certain things in the public eye, the glaring eye of online branding, meaning your Facebook profile, your LinkedIn profile. What do your pictures look like? What language are you using? Are you spell checking? Somebody you might want to do business with is going to find you at that personal level and it will impact their impression of you. How strong and firm is your digital handshake, as Katie Spence just mentioned? We're speaking today with Katie Spence at SAP as well as Lorraine Marie at Lee and Lisa Durrett at Legacy Worldwide. We're going to take a quick break for a pause that refreshes. Katie, no Cabernet yet. May wait for a little bit later. We want to finish the show. <laughs> so we'll be right back. Don't even think of touching that mouse, that app, that dial. Kevin out. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Studies have shown that buyers in today's digital economy are spending more time online than ever before, discovering and researching products and services. As a result, it is critical for businesses like yours to learn how to locate and engage with prospects and customers in this digital space. Think Big, Work Small with Game Changers explores the impact of changing digital economy on small to medium-sized businesses. We'll define the challenges SMEs face to proactively connect with buyers on their digital journey and share proven strategies to put into action to be successful. Tune in to hear the experiences and insights of top sales and marketing thought leaders and practitioners as they discuss how the digital economy is reshaping the SME business world. Think Big, Work Small, presented by SAP, every Thursday on the Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Think Big, Work Small with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Email your comments and questions to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet during and after the live show at Twitter hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to Think Big, Work Small with Game Changers. Thank you very much, and we are back. We're speaking today with Lisa Durrett at Legacy Worldwide, Katie Spence, and Lorraine Maurice at SAP, and I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Happy to be here, and we're talking about an important topic that may get overlooked, and no matter who you are, eventually you'll be doing some kind of business. So if you're a denizen of social networking, we're talking Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Instagram, whatever is out there right now, you are creating a personal brand. But somebody doing business with you down the line today or in the future will find your personal brand and it will impact how they feel about doing business with you. And ladies, before I go to a a statement here from Lisa Durrett's notes, I just want to make a statement. If we have very young listeners, Lorraine, I'll address this to you, who are looking for a first job or they're looking for entry into a college or a graduate school 
all of the people on the other side of that question mark, that application or that request, are going to find them online. So personal brand impacts people who are not even in a company. Is that right, Lorraine? Would you agree with that? Oh, my goodness. That is such a key point, um, Bonnie. And first of all, social, anything you post doesn't go away. Even Snapchat or any of these, you know, quick things, it's somewhere in that cloud and it always can be found. And one of the first things that potential employers, potential customers do today is, uh, you know, put a search on and, and find out everything about you. So um, I, have, I have a great example for you, especially for the young folks. Uh, I have a yes. cousin who is a spirit director at Florida State University. And the one thing she tells all of her new uh, kids, as she calls them, is if she sees them with the red solo cup in their hand online, they're off the team. <laughs> The reason being wow. a distillation between a red solo cup and alcohol and that it's not um, a good visual for themselves or the school. Thank you very much. Very interesting. And I just wanted to make that point because I wanted to make that segue that we're not just talking about about a person who has a company or an organization, but people who will at some point have one at some point or need a job exactly. in one. So. Thank you very much. Lisa Durrett, I am going to get to your notes here, and let's talk about message. I think we just alluded to it. You say in your notes, your goal in developing your brand is to define who you are and the message you want to convey to your audience. So, Lisa, let's talk about message, and let's talk about who the audience is. Is it is not going to always be the same audience? So why don't you take us through this, Lisa? Sure. I mean, messaging is, is probably the cornerstone of what you're going to build your brand on, right? And so, you know, it, it does does depend on who your audience is. I think you have to, if you're an existing business, it's probably a little easier for you to say, I know who my audience is. But if you're just starting out, if you're starting a business or thinking of starting a business, um, you know, you need to give some thought to who's your target audience going to be, who's your target customer. Um, because, or you may have more than one. I mean, you may have to craft your message and tweak it for each audience. Um but it's so important because nowadays, you know, personal branding and the messaging that you convey, people people want to do business with people. I almost think that to say that you do B two B or B two C business is kind of it's kind of outdated. People want to do business with people, um, and they're looking uh, for people that they can relate to, for businesses they relate to, um, and that they trust. Um, I think all too often we've heard, you know, reports and studies about how consumers don't trust corporations or organizations anymore. I think they just assume everything's an advertisement. But if they can relate to a personal brand um, and they can relate to the message that you're putting out there and the reputation that you've built for yourself, um, I think putting that brand on the front line, I think you'll see, you know, sales and conversions uh, improve. Um, And that goes without saying for any kind of business, whether it's a business, whether you're a freelancer, or you just want to drive more traffic to your site and build trust for your company. I think it's critical to, you know, build a solid brand, build a solid message, and then stay consistent with it. Interesting. And and as we we grow, as we age, as we mature, and let's say from what I just mentioned to Lorraine a moment ago, Lisa, if you're a young person looking for that first mm-hmm. job or entry into a college or a graduate school or even a private high school, anything where you need to audition or apply that message mm-hmm. will always be around. So being true to your brand, it's mm-hmm. really something to think about because all of your previous quote-unquote brands, Me, Inc., as, as we said at the beginning of the show, 
that's going to stick around. It's going to stay. That that could really be a problem. Let's see what Katie Spence has to say about this. Katie, please join us. Yes, sure. No, I think Lisa made some uh, excellent points, and I actually have a, a similar story. Uh, my my daughter is uh, currently at sophomore in college and very active in her uh, sorority. And one of the roles that she's played was uh, is part of the recruitment process. Is they're looking for new candidates to bring into the sorority. So, you know, these are, you know, 17, 18-year-old girls. And the first step in the process that the sorority takes is they get a little resume from the um, applicant. And the next step they take is they're literally out on every social media site out there looking at posts, looking at pictures, looking at activities. And, And basically, before this young lady has the opportunity to show up and meet the girls that are currently in the sorority. The Mm -hmm. sorority already has identified things that they like, maybe things that they have to have more questions around. But at the end of the day, they have somewhat formed an opinion around who this young lady is. And once that opinion is formed, it's very, very difficult to, to undo that. And so I think it just points back to, you know, the key topic here, right? Your online brand is critical regardless of your age, regardless of your stage in life. At the end of the day, it is where we are now going for information on people, topics, businesses, uh, products to buy, etc. And it's just so critical at every stage of your life. Thank you. That was a very profound and knowing statement. I appreciate it. Thanks for the example, and we wish your daughter well in her college career. And now, Lorraine Maurice, join us. And what do you think about what Lisa and Katie have added? So Lisa used the term, you know, it's people to people. And when, you know, your brand, even if it's a business brand, is also about your personal brand. And that's because people do connect with people. And so using online and things like, you know, LinkedIn and even Facebook and Twitter really humanizes you and your brand to your customer base and to your audience. And so they do intertwine. And so it's really important, especially for a small business that's trying to compete, that's trying to create awareness, that's trying to, you know, grow, um, to make sure that they've identified, you know, what they're, you know, elevator pitches, what they want to be perceived as, and that it's got a consistent thread throughout, and that they start it with people to people in mind. If you were um, going to, to, you know, shake somebody's hand, what would you tell them? And so pretend you're shaking hands online. What would you tell them? Thank you very much, Lorraine. Let's circle back to Lisa. Anything you want to add to this before I move on to a topic from Katie's list, Lisa? You know, I think one thing just to keep it in mind, keep keep in mind and kind of make it easy to remember, and that is your brand is open for business 24-7. So before anyone takes your call or responds to your email or says yes to a meeting or considers you for a job, they're going to look you up online. And they're, you know, everybody's been saying it, um, you know, what you put out there stays there, but you need to remember that. When you're sleeping, your brand's still awake. Yep, absolutely. Very interesting. I used to say, uh, I used to teach eBay at my local, teach eBay, how to, how to do eBay, how to sell eBay on eBay in my local adult education program, Lisa, and I used to say to them, 
you are selling 24-7, whether you're sleeping, whether you're out running, whether you're eating, whether mm-hmm. you're working, wherever you are, it's a 24-7 world. Now, once you post, and I was talking, of course, about merchandise or whatever people wanted to sell, but it really is absolutely true. Your brand is selling you 24-7, and it doesn't expire in seven days. It doesn't. No. <laughs> it's not, a, it's not a, your brand is not a 10-day, well, that's a, interesting thought. Your brand is not a 10-day listing. Oh, my. I'm going to quote myself. Thank you very much. Well, well Bonnie, just to, just to, just to, to, to add on to that, um, it, 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 there, it, there, you can't assume longevity. Your brand changes as you change and as your business right. changes. And so that's another thing to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Right. But the old brands will never go away. That's the thing, right? They're I always... Lisa's having a Coke. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not in a red, red Solo cup. We know that. Mm-hmm. Katie Spence has a great idea here in her notes about how you do all this. We're talking about it, the personal brand, the business brand, what you have to do, but we haven't talked about how do you put it all together. So we're going to get a little bit of a, I don't know whether the word is primer or primer, but let's talk about personal brand. 101. So here's what Katie told me. She said, you need a marketing plan for your personal brand. Uncover your specific strengths, your focus, your areas of concentration for the content you want to put out. Make a commitment to be proactive in creating, monitoring, and managing your brand and everything it entails. Words of wisdom. Katie Spence, please tell us more. Yes, absolutely. So thanks, Bonnie. And I think, you know, step one is Guys, it's really important to be clear on knowing yourself and knowing what are those core attributes of who you are and how you want those core attributes to translate into your personal brand, right? Look at your strengths, look at your weaknesses, look at what you like to do, look at what you have done, what you're interested in doing. And at the end of the day, being super clear on what the core components of your personal brand are is a great start, right? Um, you need, and then figure out, okay, now, now that I know this, where am I going to take it, right? Kind of how you develop your personal brand is very similar to how a company would develop a brand around a particular product. So if you think about something that, a product that you use in your, you know, everyday existence, right? I mean, you, you heard things. It's probably the best example um, of that is, uh, you know, a, a tissue. If you need a tissue, right, how many people say, oh, let me get a tissue or, oh, let me get a Kleenex, right? And of so course. Yep. Kleenex is the brand, right? The brand sticks. So realizing, you know, as you develop your personal brand and as you're putting your personal brand out there on all of these social media sites, Right? Be consistent, be authentic, and ultimately be true to who you are and think about how you are portraying yourself and what you stand for to a, a variety of readers across a variety of vehicles. Thank you very much. Good good approach, good, good starting point. You are the product. Lorraine Maurice, you want to add anything to that how-to, that basic 101? No, I, I actually, I, my, my eyes lit up when, when uh, Katie said, you know, you are the product because your product isn't the silver bullet of your success. 
it is you. And especially in the small and medium business environment, um, people that shop small and medium business are really cheering for those that they like. They want to see that entrepreneur succeed. And so part of that makes it a personal relationship. So um, making sure that you're the silver bullet and that you've set yourself up in terms of letting your customer, who, by the way, is doing 80 plus percent of their research online, get to know you and how to cheer for you um, is critical. Absolutely critical. Thank you. Lisa Durrett going around the table. Thoughts, please. Are we on the right track with the marketing plan that Katie Spence described to us? Absolutely. Absolutely. Katie was right on the mark with that. Um, you know, be very specific about, you know, who and what you want to be. Um, I don't, I think we no longer need to try to be everything to everyone. Um, and then most importantly, you know, as you're building a brand, just remember to be truthful, be trustful, right? Um, you know, you have to build a brand that shows the human side of the business. Um, and I think when your brand and your business um, feels almost like a friend or a partner um, to your customers versus a business that's trying to just turn a quick profit, then I think you know that you've you've hit your mark um, and you've hit your, your niche, right? And that'll give you an edge over your competition. Thank you very much. And now let's turn around to uh, Katie. I'm going to move on to some more inter- more information, additional interesting information on how to do this from Lorraine. Lorraine, I think this is a good segue from what Katie just introduced. You say, as you seek to build your personal brand, do not focus on generating sales. First, focus on building your community. Okay, that's a fine line to walk, isn't it, Lorraine? So tell us, how do you know we're talking about your personal brand? Now we're back to our reference, Think Big, Work Small, talking about people in a company, small, mid-sized company, and doing your personal brand so that it reflects on your business message. So Lorraine, tell us more, please. Well, your personal brand is really your story. It's what you want your customer to think about you. It's your differentiating point. It's your competitive advantage. And so from a business perspective, it it is really key to um, understand how to build a relationship with your customer. And, you know, this isn't for everybody, buddy. So we are talking about this because it's important. But it's it's who your customer is what type of relationship they they want to have with you and how you portray that information in your story. And so as a business, you know, it's an example of, you know, are are they looking for the energetic, you know, know, cheerleader, you know, person that's going to help them achieve something because it really is all about the value for the buyer? Or are they Mm -hmm. looking for somebody that's super analytical and understands, you know, the operational or the technology end? So, you know, it, it keeps going back to some similar points. It's, it's know your audience, know your target market, um, know who you are and what you deliver to them and how you do it well, and then you generate that pitch. I, I, I had a colleague say uh, recently something like, life's a pitch, and I really, really thought that was clever <laughs> because it really is. For the business, life's a pitch. And so what is your pitch? And, um, you know, just to take it even back around from, um, if you don't mind, from this dress for social success, you know, it, you know, how do you look? How does your, you know, what does your photo look like? What are the words that you use to describe yourself? 
But I don't want to leave out the fact that that same portrayal needs to even evolve when you are in, you know, a, you know, live situation. So, you know, a lot of the technology today, you know, Facebook chats and, you know, the photo opportunity and video is crucial to, to getting your story out there. You also need to have that true old-fashioned, you know, dress for success. And in today's world, you know, is it the blazer with the very sharp pressed pair of jeans and, and a button-up? You know, what, what do you want your people to look like? And then how is that part of your story? And that's really where the small business can succeed. It's not grandiose. It's not overwhelming. The tools are there. And this is really marketing. Um, and marketing is really becoming the foundation of business success. And this is a critical point for them. Thank you very much, Lorraine. Very interesting. Lisa Durrett, I'd love to get your thoughts on Lorraine's point of view. Um, as always, <laughs> I have to agree with uh, Lorraine. Um you know, building community comes first. Um, you know, I've actually done some consulting with people who are at the very beginning stages of um, starting a business, and they're trying to decide, you know, what what is it that I want to do? Um, and a lot of times what I suggest to them is look at, look at your social network. What are you engaging in? Um, what are people asking you to, you know, provide your input on? Um, because a lot of times you can your, your community can help guide you as you build your brand and and guide you even as you're starting a business, fine-tuning what your niche is going to be. If you know I'm going to be a communications consultant or, you know, if I'm going to be a photographer, you know, if I'm going to do something else, um, I think you can look to your community a lot of times to help, you know, establish a business. And then if you already have an existing business, I think there are valuable partners with you as your business grows and develops and changes over the years. Thank you very much. Katie Spence, love to get your POV on this. Join us, please. Yes, absolutely. I think Lorraine and Lisa are spot on. Uh, what I would add is, you know, building your brand is not a revolution. It's an evolution, right? You have to start, right? It's not something that you just put on your checklist and say, okay, today I'm going to update all my information and then I'm good to go, right? This is an evolution over time. I think it was Lorraine who mentioned or maybe even you, Bonnie, that mentioned that you know, as, as we encounter new experiences and as we grow up over time, you know, who we are and how we think and how we engage you know, evolves. And so uh, you know, my message is you know, for the um, small, mid-sized businesses that are out there is, you know, start a journey, right? Start somewhere, do just the basics, but evolve your approach over time and carve out a little bit of time each day, each week to continue working on developing your brand. Thank you very much. It does take time, and, and that's an interesting idea. Lorraine, I'm going to circle back to you on that. For the for a business that starts and doesn't have a significant online presence, and one day a, a, a shareholder, a friend, a colleague, a neighbor, a business partner, a supplier says, I looked you up, and you got a one-page website with some contact information, but really nothing about the founders of the company, nothing about your social philosophy, which is very important to demographics like millennials today. And I think it's spreading up the age demographic food chain. Uh, you, you don't have much there. You better do something about that. So let's say, Lorraine, you 
met somebody and you want to do business with them and you you said to them, hey, here's some friendly advice. You got to go build that brand. Who are the people who started the company? Whose authenticity represents the company's philosophy and brand and social impact and all that good stuff? So how long should they take and how many people should be involved, Lorraine, in playing catch-up? Let's take that perspective in this part of the conversation. We have about four minutes till we go to predictions. So, Lorraine, what's your advice for a company that didn't do it at all? So uh, my advice first off is get started today. Um, don't overwhelm yourself and start in phases. And one of the first things I w- would advise is Sit down. Um, first of all, I hope hoping everybody, like the Tom Peters quote, has their own board of directors and they're the CEO of themselves. And and just even ask your colleagues and your friends, you know, what's the you know three adjectives or attributes that you would talk about for our business and for myself? And that's that's one place I would start is finding those key words that truly represent what you're offering. Um, the other thing is, is there's tools, there's templates available for free online. If you just Google them, there, there are all kinds of ways to get started. Um, and then I would also say there are other small businesses out there, and this is all in phase one. There's the local photographer that can take, and videographer that can take a few photos. There's the local writer and small agency and independent agencies that can get things going. And these are for nominal fees. I mean, they're even online agencies. Um, I'm not giving this a plug, but there's a company called Fiverr. I guess I just did, but, um, you know, <laughs> they start fine. out at $5 and they can actually write you an elevator pitch, you know, for, you know, minimal cost. So the point I'm making in phase one is just start small. Think of the few mediums of the few places, whether it's LinkedIn, which, by the way, is one of the, is not just for job finding. It is a way that people actually look at your brand. Uh, It is understanding your keywords and search and what happens out in the world of Google. Um, And then it's identifying yourself. And those can all be done in phase one for very nominal cost and minimal time uh, using local resources, other small businesses, and probably friends and family. Um, I would then, and I know I'm going along, but I would then proceed as as you grow and what your business is um, to looking for more, you know, professional help and and getting it all solidified and, and moving forward in a phase two and three. Thank you, Lorraine. Great advice. And we are now, oh, within one minute, officially in the predictions crystal ball segment. Lisa Durrett, you want to comment on Lorraine's advice there? You know, um, I, I agree with Lorraine. I think one, a lot of times people, um, if they're not started or they haven't, you know, put their toe into the social media waters yet, um, it's, it can be overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be. I think just to get started, you know, pick just one. Pick one that you're comfortable with um, and pick one that, you know, you can kind of feel your way through until you get comfortable and, and you get to understand, again, the community input and where are they, um, you know, are they predominantly on Facebook? There's plenty of businesses where that's all there. That's the only place they need to be. Um, but you know what? As your community grows and your business changes or maybe maybe that's not where they are, maybe they're on, you know, Instagram, maybe they're on Pinterest. You know you know what your business is. You know who your customers are. But just, just get started and you can take it slowly. 
Thank you very much. And let's get the last word on this briefly from Katie Spence. I can give you 60 seconds for this. Then we're going to run back around to Lisa and ask her to give us her prediction. Katie, what do you think about starting and building that brand? What's your thought? I think our panel experts today have really encapsulated not only the what to do, how to do, but also how to get started. I think, um, you know, depending on, you know, the maturity of your business, you know, this is an opportunity for everybody to take advantage of this digital world. Um, Start slow, start what you're comfortable with, and move it along. Um, And as I said in my last comments, take it a piece at a time. Um, Figure out where where you want to start and where you want to go, and do it at a pace that's comfortable to you. And I think most small businesses will find is once they dip their toe in that water, it's actually a lot easier, very intuitive, and great results can abound from just getting started. Thank you. Great advice. Lisa, take a look in the crystal ball, please, from your perspective (laughs) as this marketing guru, branding person. We are really looking to you for advice here. What do you think will change? Lisa, you know I like the year 2020 because it's only three New Year's Eves away. I don't know if people are reserving their special bottle of champagne and where they're going to party or maybe not or what they're going to wear, but I'm thinking about a little bit. Lisa, what will change about online personal branding by 2020 or will anything? 60 seconds, Mr. Rett, go. Um, I think it's probably, you know, already changing, and that is uh, I think we're in the age of of the authentic brand. Um, And so going back to my quote at the beginning, right, be yourself um, because everyone else is already taken. I think the era of, you know, fake it till you make it is over um, because it's all person to person. It's human to human connections now. Um, And I think the simplest strategy to build a brand on and to create significant impact is to just be you, you know, but be the best you can, that you can be. Um, choose a specific audience and focus exclusively on what you can do to help them. And then I think if you do that, it'll be easier to maintain a real authentic brand going forward rather than trying to create an image or a persona that you can't keep up with. Thank you very much. Very interesting, very profound, and great advice. Thank you, Lisa. And let's turn to Katie Spence. Katie, I have, oh my goodness, a whole 90 seconds for you. We get a little 30-second bonus for you. So, Katie Spence, what do you see coming down the pike or up the up the channel for personal and business branding around 2020? Go ahead, 90 seconds. I Thanks, Bonnie. I think the importance of this is only going to accelerate over time. Well, I think in the year 2020, uh, after I've toasted my cup of Cabernet and I'm back to work, um, I think we're going to be talking about many of the same fundamental principles of what we've talked about today, but at a much higher level. And so I think the, you know, the, the next step is, is for people to really jump in with two feet, two hands, and get their strategy moving. Um, at the end of the day, I'll, I'll also revert back to my initial quote, right? In today's business and in today's digital world, our most important job is me incorporated, right? We are the CEOs of our own companies. We are the owners of our own personal brand. And at the end of the day, people do business with people. And just what's changing is the, is, is the where 
we're, we're forging those relationships and creating partnerships. Thank you very much. Very interesting. And Lorraine Maurice, I have 60 seconds. That's it, lady. What do you see in the coming up the pike? Go ahead. Um, so I'm going to say that the biggest change is going to be that your brand is going to come from your consumer, and that's going to be the change. And so as we've discussed, it's critical to get started now. It's critical to understand who you are and to be authentic with your customers because as we move forward over time, the two-way communication that social media allows is going to have consumers being more um, just more engaged in, in sharing and more engaged in defining who you are um, than allowing you to define who you are. So making sure that you set the tone, you set the foundation, and that you stay authentic to your customers will allow for that change that where consumers uh, continue to uh, provide commentary, provide opinions, uh, offer, you know, kind of Yelp, what do you view about the restaurant? Uh, mm-hmm. Those things are going to happen for a personal brand, and we have to be ready for that. And you know my story, Lorraine, went to dinner with a few couples last summer and, and wanted to go to a certain restaurant, and one of the women absolutely refused. And I said, why? She said, I went on Yelp, and 30 people said it was a horrible restaurant, helper service, I'm not going there. I said, I was there two weeks yep. ago. I loved it. Service was great food. And she said, well, I don't care. That's what Yelp said. And I said, but I'm an authentic, real human being. You're sitting here with me. Don't you trust my my interpretation of the restaurant, my experience? She said, no. 30 people on Yelp said it was a crappy restaurant. We're <laughs> not going there. And I thought, oh. Okay. Oh, yeah, that was a wow. Never saw her again. Anyway, Lisa Durrett at Legacy Worldwide. Such a pleasure always. Katie Spence, you were great for a newcomer. Love to have you come back. Talk to Lorraine, see if she'll invite you back. Lorraine Maurice, always a pleasure, and I look forward to seeing you authentically face-to-face at Sapphire in a couple of weeks. I'll be there broadcasting live for three days on the Voice America event channel. I'll be somewhere in the back there talking to a lot of people. Look for the red hair and the gold shoes. That's all I can say. That's my brand, Lorraine. Everybody have a great week. This is the end of our broadcast week. We'll be back next Tuesday morning with two live shows. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Thank you to Mr. Kevin Gassman, our engineer extraordinaire this week, and a shout out to everybody at World Talk Radio. So here's my call to action. Fasten your seatbelt. Is it, does it have your brand on it? Well, get one. I don't know. What are you waiting for? Be like Lisa. Be like Katie. Be like Lorraine. Go out and be a game changer today, right now. Have a great one. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Think Big, Work Small with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. To keep the conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter hashtag SAPRADIO. Please join host Bonnie D. Graham again Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Business Channel. We wish you a positively game-changing week.